Breakfast Radio on BreakfastRadio.com. We're, we're not number one. God is. We may not be the best, but our purpose is to lead you to the best. Jesus Christ. www.rapfestradio.com. Old school to new school. Classics to exclusives. Gospel, hip hop, music, and videos. Live video interviews Monday nights at 8 p.m. Monday nights at 8 p.m. Watch. Watch. Learn. Learn. Love. Love. Support. Support. Rapfest Radio on RapfestRadio.com. 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 They don't know, they don't know. They don't know what we go through. Every day we keep on dying. Every day we just are dying. Kids here have been known to disappear Some roam with knives and chrome cause they live in fear While on the corners the poor man are sipping beer Begging for change, same pain just a different year Yeah, now come picture the landscape Victims are gang raping, kids trying to bag weight They flip like a pancake So arguments end with arms extending peace But it's not a handshake They peel back and let the steel clap Someone to escape but feel trapped Yeah, this is real rap Cause getting jobs ain't easy when you got no CV Just a record but not no CD I see these guys remaining in the same spot Instead of changing they're complaining what they ain't got Stop, transformation's the job at hand They say we can't but my face in the god that can They don't know, they don't know They don't know what we go through Every day we keep on dying Every day we just are dying Like we don't like love From streets to schools Neighborhoods to nightclubs Too much of these young G's On a hype bruv They done beef with just one squeeze And let the pipe bust And it died for make the uni fees rise up I didn't know if I really Pan school leavers So find jobs And it ain't helping it There's preachers who's trying to tee from believers And make it hard for the people to find God Some find it odd They wanna know how come We move to the hood most Trying to move out from I'm showing duns on the council Flats, they can break out of the trap without an answer crap And needing loot's an excuse that I won't give I don't want too many youths doing lifelong bids I don't want too many daddies who deny their kids That's why I'm standing in the valley screaming dry bones that live They don't know, they don't know They don't know what we go through Every day we keep on dying Every day we just are dying They don't care Shut their ears and close their eyes Only God can hear us cry Yeah, yeah Lord, only he can hear me holler Here today, no guarantee I'ma be here tomorrow Gotta celebrate life, every day another heart ceases If we can't see it, that's cause we don't wanna Time to rediscover, teachings that Jesus brung us Two things to watch, how we love God and how we treat each other Would we feed a brother if we see them suffer? If we do, then does it mean that our responsibility is covered? Nah, plain and simple as I can put it Raising a generation whose ways are sinful and crooked Played games till the bill came and I couldn't foot it Moved by grace or the route of escape and I took it It's a new day, let's do this thing. The Lord switched up the ways that I used to think You can force any horse Horse to the water, but in order for the horse to see change, gotta choose to drink. They don't know, they don't know, they don't know what we go through. Every day we keep on dying. They don't care, they don't care. Shut their ears and close their eyes. Only God can hear us cry.
Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to Rapfest Radio, rapfestradio.com here on a Monday night with our special guest Chatty in the building. We're going to be chatting with him, Chatty, got that. What's We're going to be chatting with Chatty, uh, that sounds like a show on its own, here we chatting go. with Chatty on Rapfest Radio. Uh, we're going to be chatting with Chatty in a little bit. Uh, first off, thanks to Jahaziel for that video that he put out, They Don't Know. Make sure you cop that album when it drops November 19th. There's going to be some hot stuff coming from the UK. Support our brethren from over the pond. Uh, Shout out to our sponsors, Grateful Apparel. Go to gratefulapparel.com. Make sure you get your gear. They have a lot of new shirts, a lot of new hats, a lot of new designs. Uh, they're really taking it to another level as far as uh, representing the gospel through gear. So make sure you go to gratefulapparel.com. Pick up one of each, add it to your basket. Close your eyes and just pay and enjoy. Be blessed. Shout out to purestream.tv, supplying the stream for these shows now. Commercial free, thank God, because you know those little pop-up commercials get annoying after a while. You're like, I can't see what's going on. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and shout out, of course, to HolyCulture.net for being our podcast uh, exclusive podcast uh, holder on iTunes on Holy Culture Radio. So you just go to iTunes and search Holy Culture Radio, and you'll find all the Rapfest Radio podcasts as well. Uh, who else? Shout out to everybody else. Oh, big shout out to God Belongs on My City. They had the big walk coming up this weekend. If you're in the New York, in, in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, if you want to be a part of something big, go to GodBelongsOnMyCity.com and check out the information for this big prayer walk going down. We were blessed to be a part of it last year. Uh, we started off at 110th Street and 5th Avenue, worked our way all the way to Times Square. Amazing, amazing testimony, amazing display of unity in the body of Christ. A nice, peaceful, peaceful protest. Even when the cops kicked us out of Grand Central because we had too many people, but hey, that's a good problem. You have too many Christians in the house, and they threw us out into the street, which was better. So now we had a much bigger audience than under the, under the roof of Grand Central. There you go. So we we're just kneeling down on the street on Vanderbilt and 42nd Street and singing worship songs with thousands of people. It was awesome. But definitely go to GodBelongsOnMyCity.com. Check it out. If you could express ship a T-shirt or something, I don't even know if they're shipping at this point because it's already late. Uh, maybe you could pre-order, pick it up there, or just drive to Brooklyn to Park Slope Assembly of God, pick up your shirt, uh, do whatever you got to do to get there. That's this Saturday, God Belongs to My City Walk in New York City. Cool. I think I got all the announcements out. We good? What's up, man? How you doing? Very good. Thanks for having me. Amen, amen. It's a pleasure, man. Uh, recommended to us by a good friend of ours who's hiding behind the camera, well, on the other side of the camera. DJ Transforms in the building back there. Uh, and he sent us an email a couple of weeks back saying, yo, check out this boy Chatty, and he got some music out. You might like him for your show. And, you know, we're all about growth and, and meeting new people, so we're excited to have you here. I know you've been out for a while, so I'll let you do your formal introduction, then we'll get into some questions and stuff. Yeah, I mean, first things first, uh, thank you guys for having me. I know it's not everybody that um, reaches out and supports uh, quote-unquote new artists, although I've been out for a while just in Long Island, the, the forgotten borough. But um, yeah, it's 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 a real good thing to be able to use our gifts for the Lord. Now, my name is Omar. I go by Chatty. That's more of my street name, stage name, nickname, whatever you want to call it. Uh, out of Freeport, Long Island, uh, Freeport Bible Center, 18 plus. I told y'all if y'all support, I give y'all a shout out. So I know they out there. Uh, shout out to my wife, my four kids. I know I look real young, but we are really advanced in. Uh, in life so nice thank you guys for having me amen four kids four kids what are the ages nine four i'm gonna get i'm gonna get oh, in trouble if I I'm, get I'm them like, okay never mind no no i'm joking <laughs> nine four two and one so wow. daddy loves you if you're watching god bless you amen that's good man so you said you've been doing music for a while now what's a while how long is that and when, when how did it start for you all right so music period because i didn't start writing when i came to christ um I was 12 years old, 13, yeah, it was 13, it was hanging out in a friend's garage. And at that time, Napster was hot, and oh, okay. um, we uploaded a beat. Everybody wanted to be like Mob Deep back then. So I think we uploaded a Mob Deep Nothing beat. Nothing wrong with that, no, I'm just saying. Well, Mob Deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, beat, I'm saying, not, yeah, the, yeah, not yeah. the group, I'm just saying. So um, we uploaded a beat. We stuck the stereo player in front of the uh, the compact Passario in front of the computer. We let the beat rock. We put the tape in the tape deck, and a few of us just hopped in front of it, hit record, and we just started freestyling. Mm. And then that night we thought we were like world famous rappers, and we played the song for like uh, you were, just nobody knew it yet. 
underground. Underground. And we played the song for um, my friend's mom. She was like, wow, that sounded really good. And then it was like, who's that, though? It was like, that's him. It was like, that's him. So like, yeah, that's Chatty, because they've called me Chatty forever. That's a whole other story. But, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that day I was like, wow, this is hot, and I started writing, we got together with a clique, it was called Garage Productions, and then we started a gang, and then the gang turned into a rap group, and that was Latin Assassins, and then, and it just evolved from there to the point that right before I came to Christ, I actually had an A&R um, from Universal hand me a contract that never we never followed through it, because I got saved, and um, then I came to the Lord, and my gifts came with me, so... Amen. You said, I'm sorry, I, I'm probably picking on the, the, the weirdest parts of everything you said to talk about. You said it went from a, from a group to a gang to a rap group. What was the name of the gang? So we start, like, all right, so my testimony is crazy. Um, I grew up in the church. My family kind of broke up, that typical uh, breakup that we see in families nowadays where the fathers are leaving. And for whatever reasons, my house turned into a dysfunctional home. And then um, my brother had joined the Latin Kings, and I grew up amidst all this gang warfare in my neighborhood, and we had a lot of issues with uh, a certain gang in the area at that time. And I didn't want to become a Latin King because they had too many rules. Gangs have rules. And I was super rebellious. I couldn't even submit to the gangs. So we started our own gang. We made our own rules. The name of the gang was the Latin Assassins. So we were out in the streets banging, we were causing trouble, but then every now and then we get into the studio and we start rapping and the name that we went under was Latin Assassins. So that's oh, okay. everything. I thought the gang name was something different than Latin Assassins. I was gonna say, it's kind of strange that now that you're rapping, you call yourself Assassins. No, no. Kind of <laughs> uh, no, but that's, I mean, a lot of people have that story or that scenario in their life where they grow up, whether it be uh, a family that's split or just the surroundings leads them towards hip-hop aside from loving the music like were you rapping before you met these guys or was that 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 beat you downloaded from the mob deep was that your first experience with hip-hop or was that something in you already my you know i'm i'm the last person in the world that should be rapping like i don't even know why god gave me this gift sometimes i'm a salvadorian puerto rican with little rhythm like you see me on the dance floor with my wife at a christian party and I'm like you know square box stepping on her feet type you know um, but God decided to give me this gift but my first encounter with hip-hop was in California when I was probably like seven or eight I had some cousins out there and they played Cypress Hill for me in House of Pain mm. and that was my you know my mother being Christian like the devil was not allowed in the house so God forbid anybody walked up in there with any kind of secular music you uh -oh. out the door you know what I mean even when we grew up and I had like DMX records when he was covered in blood she was like El Diablo and you know she throw out all my CDs and I have to go buy them all over again and stuff and um but no that was that was my first encounter I was never really heavy into hip-hop when I was when I was younger I really I think my favorite group was the Fugees Mm -hmm. So I was never really into hardcore rap and all that other stuff growing up until I got uh, lost in the streets and everything and then that music identified with my lifestyle so I started bumping the 50s and the Mob Deeps and the, right. all that other crazy stuff. So so how much, how much of your past experience in the streets, gangs, uh, secular surroundings is part of your music now? So when... Um, I first came to the Lord, I didn't even know gospel rap existed until um, after I started writing. Literally, I got saved two days later, I wrote a song, uh, Anything is Possible. We, we were all over the song talking about, I'm here to talk about Jesus. Mm. And we made a whole album called The Transition. Halfway through, I realized there was gospel rap. I saw like a Richie Righteous uh, documentary on, on holy hip-hop, and I was like, Oh, it's not just me. <laughs> and I think um, everybody goes through that experience. Go through that, right? Because I've never seen that in church. Like, where was that? Um, closest thing was MC Hammer. Um, <laughs> wow. I'm here to pray. You know, what was the song? Uh, you got to pray. pray just to make it today, or whatever. Yeah. And that album was heavily concentrated on the transition from the street life to. Uh, coming to Christ and what a Christian life looks like and what a Reformed street. The dude from the street looks like, and that album was heavily concentrated on that. And every now and then, there's still portions of that in the music because it's a part of your past. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't run from it, it's a part of your, your, your past, and it identifies you 
and what you become where you come from. So I touch on it um, every now and then still. But this new project that we're working on, amazing, is more from the standpoint of the amazing things that God has done since that. Like what have I become like since that? Like becoming a father and, and fathering my children and uh, becoming a husband and the struggles of, of keeping the marriage together in Christ and um, your, now your outlook on your past from this standpoint, like now we've come so far. You know what I mean? Like I came to Christ, I had nothing. I was working for minimum wage. I was, I was just a man looking up to God, believing in all these prophecies that were being thrown at me. Like you know, you're gonna be great, you're gonna be awesome. God is gonna do awesome things with you. So it was an album about faith in my past. This one is like I'm walking in a lot of this stuff now. This is what it looks like. And at the same time, I want to encourage you guys that were me back at the transition. Like keep walking, keep moving forward. So. Right. Yeah, like to answer your question, it's still a part of the music. I just think right. it's grown, it's developed. Right. I mean, and those experiences do help us build a uh, a repertoire of discussions that we could bring amongst the eighteen plus crowd. Yeah. You know that even though yeah, you like that. <laughs> well, right? Send me a T-shirt, yo. Uh, <laughs> the eighteen plus T-shirt. Yeah, we got it. All right. Just making sure. Walter, write that down. Um, you know, when you when you go through your experiences, regardless if it was in 1948, 58, 68, or 78, 88, people are still going through the same situations nowadays. Yes, certain elements have changed, you know, but we're able to to walk them through our change. Yeah. What would you say was that change? Because you did say you, when you came to Christ, when you came to Christ, as soon as you came to Christ a few days later. But what made that change in your life? So, I mean, I spent about eight years uh, running the streets in my neighborhood, uh, hustling drugs, literally, like when I was 12 years old, I started selling weed wow. in my neighborhood. Um, I took it to school and some kids like, gave it to them for free and then I was like, wow, people actually buy this stuff and a lot of bad influences. So I spent like eight years living that lifestyle um, and that's what I was known for. And it was a whole lifestyle that accompanied that, uh, you know, the, the, the typical Christian uh, testimony of sex, drugs, uh, the lust for money um, and a lot of those things, but I was deep into it. You know what I mean? Um, I have the gang tattoos. It's, I'm in the middle of laser surgery, taking off sides of my town. I used to rep and go beat people up for. Wow. Um, and one day, uh, this part of my testimony wasn't the one I expected to lead me to Christ. I was involved with a young lady at the time, and the wrong person for my life. I'll be quite honest with you at this point. Um, but we had a daughter together, you know, and that relationship was on and off. It got violent, and I actually ended up locked up for assaulting her. Wow. You know, I had an order of protection against me, and, you know, one day I'm sitting inside of a cell, and a lot of people who know my testimony have heard this before, and I'm sitting inside of a jail cell waiting to go see the judge, and I've been locked up before plenty of times. Like, I was in Central Bookings, and I called my friends from Central Bookings. I was like, come pick me up. I'm a Kentucky Fried Chicken. They already knew. They already knew. And um, so they was like, ah, he's just going to come out, whatever. He's going to post bail again. He'll be back, and we'll be doing the same thing. But I was sitting there in the cell, and I really felt something come on my heart heavy. I was like, man, I'm not going to get to see my daughter again. I got an order of protection from my baby daughter. I can't see, like, my daughter. And I started to see my life falling apart. It, like, sin wasn't fun anymore. Mm. And I felt God tell me, he was like, you're not so special that your life is not going to end up going in the same direction as your friends. I got a, a bunch of friends, like five to ten friends that are either locked up for murder. They're doing 75 to life. They got deported on murder cases. Um, a good friend of ours that's dead now, you know, he was murdered um, over drugs and the lifestyle. And God spoke to me. He was like, that's going to be you. Like, like it or not, that's going to be you. Your Christian right. mother's not going to save you. What you know about me is not going to save you. It's like, right. you've got to switch it up. And I realized at that time, it wasn't just the drugs. It wasn't just, you know, the sex out of marriage. It wasn't just any one thing. It was everything. And I needed a lifestyle change. And at that point, the only thing I knew that was a complete shift in lifestyle was Christianity. Like, I was like, all right. I was like, God, if you're real, if you're there, if you care, here I am. Like, just take over. I felt the spirit come over me like never before. Mm. You know, like, I had been baptized in the spirit when I was like 11 years old at a worship service at the church we was going to at the time, upper room. But I got on top of the bench next to the toilet inside of the little cell with the water fountain on the toilet. 
and I started speaking in tongues and I started praying in the spirit and I started crying wow. out to God and the dudes in the cell next to me was like, shut up. And I remember getting handcuffed to the dude in the bus going to see the judge and I'm telling the guy, I'm like, yo, man, I was like, yo, we got to trust in God. Like, I'm, yo, I'm trusting in God that I'm going to get out of this. Like, I'm believing it. And everything looked messed up. I had felonies stacked against me because of the drugs. I had all types of stuff. And I was like, I said, I'm going to jail. And we got out that day. Hmm. And that dude actually was with me. And he was like, you know what? Yeah. He was like, you're right. We got to trust in God. Out of like the 40 people in the holding cell that day, everybody went to the county. The only two that the judge let go that day was me and the dude that listened to me and was like, yo, wow. we got to trust in God. And we walking out and his parents was there with him. And my mom was like crying. She's like, I was like, yo, I told him about God. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, <laughs> what do you know about God? I was God? like, what do you know about God? I was like, no, nah. it's like, I, like I, I gave my life to Jesus. That's it. I was like, when we get home, I want you to throw out all the drugs and everything. And she was like, you sure? I was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. It's done. I changed my cell phone number on the way home. I called Nextel. I was like, changed my number. We dropped everything. I deleted all my contacts. And I was like, by the time I got home, I was like, it's like that's it. It's like, wow. It had to be radical because my life was already so jacked up. I was like, if it wasn't a radical change, I would have slipped back up and went back. I have a question. Go ahead. You mentioned that at 11, you were baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then you, prior to that, you had said at 12 years old you were already, already selling drugs. Between 11 and 12, that year period, or maybe less than a year, what made such a radical change that made you go to such a drastic yeah. difference than... So, I mean, my father had left the home. I got a good relationship with my father now. I don't want people to think that, oh, this dude got saved and he still hates his father. That's not the case. Um, <laughs> He was gone, so my brother's a big part of my testimony. He was, you know, in his 14, 15s and stuff like that. And at that time in my neighborhood, gangs were everywhere. Like, they were still wearing colors, they were still wearing beads, they weren't underground, like that stuff was still like... Visible. Visible, nowadays it's not like that because of all the issues with the police and stuff like that. A lot of the gangs have gone underground. Um, but monkey see, monkey do. It's like I saw him jump into that lifestyle, and then I was like, well, his friends are cooler than my friends. And then mm -hmm. the few of my friends, like, I was a nerd. Like, growing up, I was a nerd. I'm a straight-A student, honor roll student. But I was like, but what he's doing right now look real cool. cool. So I was like, I want to do that. So they went one day, and I tagged along. I was like, all right, they smoking a blunt. Let me hit that. You know, and it was like, and it was just... That little decision to say, I want to tag along, totally flipped my world around. It's like, sin looks so like pleasurable. It looks so right. cool. It looks so uh, inviting. And it's like, man, that's that's way cooler than studying. That's like, I'd rather be doing that than, than, than sitting down writing an essay. I'd rather be in mm. the street. Like, this is popular. This is what I like want. Right. But the devil don't tell you about the consequences in the beginning. He'll let you to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. The fine print. It's the yeah, fine yeah, print. Yeah. You don't read the small letters. You just click accept, right? You just keep <laughs> clicking accept. Yeah. You just scroll accept. <laughs> oh, so my kids. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's that's how that's how the enemy works, though. You know, it only takes you to open up your heart this little bit to allow the enemy in. And if you're weak in that area, you're definitely going to get swept away by it. You know, it's rare. I mean, you have a wonderful testimony that I'm excited for you. Mm -hmm. Praise God that you were able to come out of that. Some people can't come out of it. Yeah. You know, some people are still stuck in it. Some people are probably in your own church out there stuck in it, you know, and, and trying to play both sides, trying to figure out, like, you know, how do I get out of this? I can't. Trying to be cool on Facebook, look all thugged out. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not me, though. I love Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think it's important that, that you mention how... <clears throat> You know, naturally, you you come from a Christian home. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's important. Regardless of there was a breakup in the in the household or not, those roots were were planted deep. You know, from the beginning, the seeds were planted. So you're you're rooted there, and, and to to have an experience with God at the age of eleven, that's huge. I don't know how many eleven year olds in 2013 yeah. are having those experiences that could actually remember. You know, that could be a really life changing experience. Mm -hmm. You know. Part of it, of course, is the fault of leadership. 
where we're not really focusing on the kids at that age. We just want to entertain them, make sure they're happy in church. They're coming back every Friday and playing, you know, playing basketball with the kids or doing whatever. And they're here, they're safe, that's cool. But, you know, to have that experience is important. But praise God, man, for your testimony. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there that could relate to it. And possibly you're giving hope to some people right now that might be even going through it now. Yeah, and I think the biggest part about me that I would like people to know is that I think a lot of times we get caught up in the old self and we don't let God do anything new. And we just, that's it. The testimony is the same testimony forever. One thing I was really honest about myself when I, when I came to the Lord was realizing that that part of my life was a rebellion. And if God would have had his way with me and I would have been obedient and done what, you know, my mother was raising me to be, that part of my life would have never happened. Mm. So although God takes all those things and uses them for his glory, I also had to realize, and it was the hardest part about my transition, um, was that a lot of that stuff had to be shed and cut off. Mm. And like, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't cool. Like, God changed my language. You know, it was like, God was like, no, you're, you're not a street thug, you're intelligent. Like, you can, you can articulate, you can speak, you don't have to speak in a bondage. Mm. I can make you a professional, you're, yeah, you rap, you're awesome at that, but, you know, I, you can have a real profession, you know what I mean? A aside from music, right. like, you know, you can go back to school, you can, all those things that were lost, like, I can redeem for you. Don't think that just because you right. had this persona for so many years, and most people that carry that persona don't do what you're about to do, don't limit me. Right. And I didn't, and it was the hardest part about my transition because it was a lot of buttonhead with pastors, buttonhead with leaderships, you know, learning how to shake hands with the right people instead of like, yo, what's up, Deacon? Like, yo. <laughs> and, um, and, and not that I became religious, but I learned who God really wanted me and intended right. me to be. So, you know, it's. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, and again, and, it, and it's a process for everybody. And I, I'm just encouraging anyone that's out there listening or coming across this podcast later on and saying, man, you know, I'm stuck in this life. How do I get out? Just trust God. It's that, it's, it's that simple, but it also takes action from your behalf. You know, you can't, you can't just say trust God and keep doing what you're doing. Trust God, like, like Grateful Apparel says, trust God, clean house, help others. You know, and, and that's that's huge. You you have to do it. You know, you can't just say, yeah, I'm trusting God and, and continue day after day doing the same old silly things. You know, that's insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over. Expecting yeah, I did results. insanity for 60 days and uh, <laughs> I need to go back. But um, it's funny. I was I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like, I think a lot of this young generation, they go to the altar call. They leave the altar call and they're like. This is what God has done with me. This is who I am. You know, don't judge me. This is like, this is it. No, that's not it. That was like the beginning. That was the first step. You acknowledge there was right. a God. It's like, there's a whole transformation. It's it's like a never-ending process until we become our glorified selves one day. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. don't limit God. We, we, talk, we think putting God in a box means keeping him in church. No, keeping God in a box means limiting God in even your own life. Amen. So, Amen. So we have some, some of your music we want to play. Uh, first song we have loaded up is called Better For You. Yeah. It's coming from your upcoming CD, which is going to come out on Halloween. October 31st. Get your chatty project ready. Try to get it early in the morning so you can give it to somebody on Halloween as a gift. When they come, ding, ding. Go burn that. No, yep. Twix, M&M's, <laughs> chatty. Yeah. Perfect combination, right? Uh, but tell us a little bit about this song before we play it. So Better For You. Um... God started advancing my life a lot. I found myself really busy, uh, married, four kids, ministry, and, and doing so much stuff, but I didn't have time for the intimate time with God anymore. And I, I noticed a lot of things in my life kind of like slipping, like I was taking on so much. And then I was like, you know what? The whole point of me getting saved was becoming a, a better person in this life, aside from heaven. And I was like, man, God, I want to write a song just sharing my heart. Like, God, I want to be a better son to you. I want to be a better father i want to be a, a better amen. husband and that's the amen. heart of this song so amen so here we go on rap fest radio rapfestradio.com this is chatty the song is called better for you from the upcoming cd called amazing available october 31st check it out roses of rain and okay you know what yeah i wrote a little song for you come on chatty Let's love go. is over here and love is over there Love is everywhere when love is in the air I just wanna give my love to you I just wanna give my love 
Chatty here on RapFest Radio, RapFestRadio.com. The album is called Amazing, coming out October 31st. Make sure you get it. If you want to get it, you can go to Facebook.com slash OmarGarcia516, and you'll be able to get all the information there, links to anything and everything they need to, right, to download Yeah, it will definitely be on iTunes, uh, Google Play, every media site where you could buy uh, music. Just check out Amazing. Google Chatty of Emmanuel, whatever you want to do, you'll find me somehow and uh, get the album. So, um, Emmanuel Records, who, who is Emmanuel Records? So, when we got s together and started making music when I got saved, um, Emmanuel Records came to my mind. It's a vision, it's really a desire at this point um, to bring the gospel out through urban mediums, be it through DJing, be it through dance, be it through hip hop. Um, I have a desire to ghostwrite. Uh, I was talking to my wife about the other day. I was like, well, what's life after gospel rap on the stage, you know? And I was like, man, there's so much young talent that comes up and they got a fire and a passion, but maybe their writing skills aren't up to par. And um, I haven't seen a lot of ghostwriting in gospel rap. It's all over the industry, you know, the secular industry. It's pride, man, it's pride. I do your song. I ain't rapping your song. Yeah, but 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 uh, contemporary Christian rock, they do cover songs all the time. So it's like you know. Yeah, but that's it's I, different. It it's is a different, different culture. It's a whole different culture. Yeah. You know, we we could do a whole show on just that alone. So you know, I have I have a desire to write, um, but even with the DJing and bringing uh, transformed into it, uh, check him out on SoundCloud. 
um, trying to bring breaking into it. Now we have the band and, and bringing other people into the vision. It's not all about me. Uh, Chatty, when I first got saved, we acronymed it, and it was Christ's Holy Army, True to Yahweh. It was about the body of Christ being true to God now. It wasn't about... Uh, all eyes on me. It was about let's get people together and get them on board with this vision of bringing Jesus out through hip hop. And um, I believe now is the time and the season for, do for you me have, to do it. Do you have other rappers that are working with you, or is, are you the only one right now? We had a group. I won't go into that for the sake of sparing um, some. For the sake of time. For the sake of time. For the sake of time. <laughs> uh, we had a group. We had a, a pretty good buzz. We was traveling all over the place. Um, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. We was doing the uh, the Christian rap tours. I was at Sagatoga Racecourse where they filmed Sea Biscuit, and nice. We learned some things. Let's just say that. And um, now I, I feel like we're rebuilding, and uh, we're rebuilding on humble ground. And uh, we have Jasenia Cruz, uh, Walter's wife. She sings with us. Uh, we have some young drummers from the church. We have some young bass players, and now they like they flip their talent that they use mm. in the worship service, and now they're applying it to hip hop. And they're like, "This is this is pretty hot. Like it's not new, but it's new for them." So right. it's now we're engaging our young generation through hip hop. So how how would you classify your music style? All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because growing up, all I did was gangster rap, but Towards the end of that era, even before I got saved, I came out with a um, with a song, and I was talking with my bro uh, Angel from the church the other day. I was like, I came out with a with a song called 50 Verses, No Curses," mm. and I was rapping over this old school, like straight up gringo beat. It was like dun 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 dun, and I spit 50 verses ripping everybody in the industry with no curses. We put it on a on a CD, we went to Hot 97, we was handing it out in front of the building, I met some of the Rough Riders, we were sticking in the, the CD in, in, inside the CD players, the Lamborghinis and everything, we was out there like bugging out. And then when I came to Christ, I kind of tried to keep that like eclectic, I don't like to get tied in a box, like mm -hmm. I, I don't want to sound, you're going to hear everything on the album, you're going to hear that traditional hard rap on, on, on tracks like um, Amazing, you know, where I break down the existence of God through the natural things that we see every day. Like, how could you not believe there's a God? And then you have a track like Your Love that you played on your episode last week, mm -hmm. um, which is straight up a mix between Toby Mac and... Yeah, very, it's very popish. Yeah, it's, it's real pop. And um, then you have, I have a remix to a Michael W. Smith, uh, Lord, I Give You My Heart, you know, that we did. And maybe I'll send it to you one day. Do that. Yeah, get uh, get fine. Write that down for me too. <laughs> no, but um, it's 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 a mixture. I never like to get tied in a box. I mean, it's hard. What was the last Latino rapper that anybody knows about? Is Big Pun, I think, right? You know, so it's it's tough. It's like what? Where do I fit? And it's always been a weird thing with me, um, finding myself in rap. And I just kind of become comfortable with the fact that I can't be described. I, I, I'll put, put on anything, I'll rap to it. I mean, I go to a church where everybody speaks Spanish. Uh, uh, a brother of ours years ago, uh, Cesar Ramirez, he came out with a straight-up Spanish gospel album, and he's like, can you rap on this? I was like, yeah, sure. Mi nombre es Cristo. <laughs> and then we came out, and we did our thing, so no box. So you mentioned that you've been doing this for a while. I mean, it's evident. You've been saved for a while. You've been doing music for a while. You wrote your first rap saying you're preaching Christ like a few days after you got saved. I mean, in my eyes, I've been doing Christian hip-hop for a long time. What do you think is the reason behind the fact that not many people know who Chatty is? Like, your, your name doesn't come up in the circle of artists everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not that it has to be, but I, you know, I, I like to get a perspective and also for the benefit of other artists that perhaps have been grinding for many years and haven't seen their name, like pop up on different websites or interviews or video shows or videos or invites and flyers you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. um, I just want to hear your your point of view on like what do you, what is there a particular strategy behind that or something that in the works I used to think it was because I was from Long Island well that's true I'm just saying <laughs> yeah no so um, no but I don't want to come off as bitter but even coming to Christ and then reaching out there are brothers that embrace me. Um, 
shout out to Lavos here, shout out to Rich. When I met y'all, you guys were, you know, the most loving, kind people, right. uh, real brothers in Christ. So I don't want to act like, you know, everybody from the boroughs is like, eh. But um, I was embraced by a lot of people, but I noticed that there was a clique in the boroughs of gospel rappers. And I felt like I was like, all right, I'm not from the boroughs, so I'm kind of just going to have to do me. And I did. You know, it didn't really hold me back. Uh, somehow God got me where he wanted me, and I got into a lot of events in the boroughs, um, different states and stuff like that. I realize now, though, that it wasn't the right time. And by that, I mean I hadn't really developed as a minister to be able to take some of the hits from life. Um, that comes your way and it's almost like getting tested such as what um marriage okay you know what i mean um criticism um i mean i literally had a good friend of mine tell me straight up he was like yo your album was hot it was like the lyrics were off the hook but your beats were whack and he was like yeah, yeah he and, and it wasn't it was bad instrumentals he meant whack but he was like it's you need to catch up with the times Right. And I'm such a lyricist that I was only focusing on the words, the words, the words, the words, the words. Right. And I wasn't keeping up to date with the production that was going on. You know, like, you got to stay up to date. Oh, absolutely. You, you know absolutely. what I mean? Or the world's going to tell you, you suck. Um, they're not going to sugarcoat it. Great, you did it for God. No, they're going to tell you it's whack. Take it off. Um, <laughs> I was what it told you. Yeah. That's what it's, so, and no. then even, um, <laughs> and, and, and what's funny is one day I was kicking it in the studio uh, with Voss, and he's like, he's like, why do you change your voice so much? Because I, I used to like alter my voice a little bit when I used to rap. He was like, you have a really good voice. And I was like, I don't know. Kind of just was a mix between Eminem and Lloyd Banks and, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. And it just kind of came out. And then everything kind of started evolving and switching, and I became comfortable with myself. Um, I knew I could write, but now it's like now I'm comfortable with me. And um, we put a lot of effort into this album to sound uh, radio ready, to give the kingdom something that they can be proud of and say, you know what, our brothers in Christ are doing it big. They're, they're investing money in mixing, they're investing money in mastering. The album has nine songs. It doesn't have as many songs as maybe I would like, but I can tell you that all the production is pro professional all the mixing and mastering is professional all the recordings are professional you're gonna you're not gonna hear no guys or bad singing on the album you know what i mean we made sure that if uh if an album needed to be recorded three or four times like we gave god our best it wasn't mm -hmm. you know you know the first thing that comes out and you hear my kid in the background no like my kids got to get away from the microphone like i'm sorry babe i love you but you gotta like go on a little trip because we're gonna do this right and um the effort, even with simple things like you guys inviting us out, is like the first fruits of where God's showing me. He's like, you see what happens when you do that effort? Like, we honor effort. Right. Like, God honors that. And it's like, I believe now is a, is a time to to branch out. And do so how does, how does the band hold up with the production? Because, I mean, saying what you just said now puts a lot of pressure on this band to deliver. Like, if I go to see you live somewhere, I'm expecting this band to be like, immaculate off the hook you know to the quality of your production on cd because many times there are ministries even huge big famous well-known ministries whose cds are great then they put together a band and the band is like ah or vice versa where the cd is horrible then you see them with a live band it's like yo i wish you would have recorded that yeah so i don't like to judge myself because i think if i pat myself on the back it don't mean much but i've heard this from other people i've always felt that my music and my ministry and the way I come off has been better live than on a CD. So if you love the CD, if you love what you're hearing and you come out live, I pretty much guarantee you that you're going to be blown away. And, and it um, should be that way. I, I believe so. I believe that your best shouldn't be left on the record. I think your best should be left to the personal experience. I hate when like, you hear the album and it's like, yo, it's off the hook. And then you go to the show and it's like, you asked me, it was like, do I sing live? Yep. You know, we're not so auto-tuned out that I, yeah, yeah. when the song comes on, I'm not doing You're drinking water while you're singing the hook. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> no, it, it's really awesome. Not that we have a bunch of uh, paid professionals on the altar. We got a lot of humble people that really love God. 
uh, young people that are also growing in their talents. But, you know, we were practicing the other day. If you want, we have our church anniversary at Freeport Bible Center, plugged October uh, this weekend, all right, Sunday. And um, Sunday night, we're going to be opening up. I'm going to be opening up worship. Okay. Like the worship team, like I'm the lead song for the worship team. Nice. With the band. And um, that's a big thing, if anybody know. Like mm -hmm. our church and the standard of the way we do things. It's not like, all right, el manito va a ir a hacer su canción. Mm -hmm. No, it's not like that. It's you it's, roll it with a tambourine and your microphone, right? Yo, yo, yo. No, we were practicing the other day, and my boy was like, he was like, yo, that's really hot. I was like, I know. I was like, it's, it's amazing to me, like what God's doing, because. I never expected to roll with a band. Well, there's something about live music that just takes an artist to another level. I know I did live hip-hop for many, many years with the storytellers. We toured locally, but we did a lot of stuff. We recorded like five, six, seven albums, whatever. And even me, I hear my own songs that we did in the studio. And we're talking super produ greatly produced albums with the best musicians in the world, recorded in the top, some of the top studios that I would never be able to afford on my own to go to. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. And I hear those albums, I say, nowhere near what it sounds like live. Mm -hmm. Because there's a certain energy, because naturally when you're live, you, you start to feed off of everybody yeah. else's energy. And even if there's a weak link in there, you have a chance to just like, yo, wake up, come on, we're doing this now. And it's like, you got a point, let's do it. And they go in, whatever instrumentation mm -hmm. it is or background vocal. But yeah, definitely live Live does add something to it. And I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer, if your CD is really good, live should be even better. Because your CD is your introduction to what you are. I'm not gonna go see you live if your CD's not good anyway, so mm -hmm. at least if I'm coming there, then give me a little something extra. If it's gonna sound just like the CD, then yeah, that's okay, but I prefer to see a little more. I wanna get into another one of your songs, man. Um, I Believe in You. <sighs> Talk about it, because we're gonna come back and finish off with something. All right. This is probably um, the hardest thing I've gone through since I got saved. I was actually diagnosed with Graves' disease uh, a few years back. I started cutting a lot of weight, and um, I thought it was because I was exercising until one day, like my heart almost jumped out of my chest. Explain what that is. Uh, so Graves' disease, you could check it out online. You'll probably get scared. You see some of the faces. Um, it's an immune disease, uh, auto, your, your, your immune system where it attacks your thyroid and your thyroid controls about like 60% of the organs in your body and um, simply my metabolism skyrocketed, like my heart rate, a resting heart rate is like 75 BPM, 80, something like that and mine was like 120 constant. It was wow. like I was constantly running wow. all the time and if I did exercise, it was like it went through the roof. I was about to have a heart attack. One day I passed out in Long Island City and I called my wife. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I feel like I'm dying. She called the ambulance. The ambulance picked me up. Um, you know, uh, I, I saw a doctor shortly after that and um, I went to New York Presbyterian and these doctors were all telling me the same thing. They was like, you have a thyroid disease. It's called Graves' disease. There's no cure and you have to have your thyroid removed. But for the rest of your life, you're going to have a hypothyroid disorder where you're going to blow up, you're going to balloon, you're going to be overweight. And I chose to fight the fight of faith. I'm not against doctors, you know. They delivered for my kids. Um, but I really didn't feel that that report was of God. And I spent the next year, it wasn't an automatic thing, just believing in God for my healing. And somewhere along the path, I started seeing myself put on the weight again. And I, these same doctors that diagnosed me had to see me again and see that I was healed. And they did the test, they did the blood test. It wasn't just uh, a, a, a testimony in church where I believe that Lord healed me. No, I was like, I want scientists. I want the, the scientific evidence to back this up that this is no longer in my blood. Right. And um, they had to do the test and they had to come back and they had to admit, it's like, you don't have this. And they would ask me, they was like, what did you do? Uh, what pills did you take? What were you doing? And I was like, I'll be honest with you, I just believed that God would heal me. Amen. And he did. And there's a part of the song also where I talk about my mom. She had like a double knee replacement surgery. So I was like, you know, mama, no matter how long you've been suffering, a lot can happen if you trust in him. You know, she had to have both of her kneecaps replaced. I love you, mom. And um, it was a real tough time to watch my mother not be able to walk anymore. Right. So I wrote that song really. It's an encouragement to all you guys that are going through something hard, like to press through. Like my mother takes Zumba classes now. 
<laughs> you know, in her nice. late 50s with two metal kneecaps, bionic, she's like taking <laughs> Zumba classes and like thanking God. And it's like, you know what? That's the beautiful thing that faith Amen. does. It gives Amen. you hope no matter what. So, Amen. So check you. it out. I Believe You by Chatty here, Rap Fest Radio. Then we're going to come back with a little bit more before we end the show, right? song you just finished hearing artist name is chatty the album's name is amazing. amazing coming out october 31st and the vocal you heard in the background singing i believe in you is dj transforms wife take that oh um, that's dj awesome, transforms man. wife she gonna love you for that you sleeping on the couch that's what he told me to say <laughs> didn't you tell me to say that she no, did she did not say that. She, What's like, up, Jasenia? Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, no, it's good. I didn't even know she sang because he don't talk to me, bro. He comes here, he sits down quiet like that. Even on the interview, it's like, bro, you're gonna talk. He's like, hello, <laughs> you there? He had nothing to say. 
Rap Fest 2000, what was it, 2012? You were on the stage the whole time. He didn't say, I was like, is he alive? Somebody check the DJ. He the like, only DJ who don't talk. Like, put a mirror on there, see if he's breathing, you know? <laughs> a cup of water, he was good, man. Yeah, but um, it's, it's exciting. Huh? <laughs> blast. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on blast. DJ transformed on SoundCloud. No, but definitely, yeah, DJ transformed with a Z. <laughs> transform. Even transform, transform. Yeah, exactly. That's the way to do it from the beginning, man. Uh, we'd definitely love to have, you know, again, not new artists per se, but new artists for us, you know, to meet here and, and chat with and get to know them better. You know, our purpose has always been if, if someone gets to love what you do, they'll love you as a person, they'll love anything you do. Whether it be youth ministry, your 18 plus ministry, your worship ministry, sound ministry, whatever it is, you know, people get to support you. Because I'm like you said before, what happens after you're not rapping on stage anymore? If you're ghostwriting, people will still support you, still love you. You know, let me know how that goes actually, because I'm curious in the Christian market how far ghostwriting will go and who, who bites first. I want to know, I want to know the first one. By kids. No, that doesn't count. It doesn't count. It does and it doesn't count. I want to. I want to know who's the first one, because it's, I'm just curious. I have my own thoughts about that. We'll see what happens. I, I think. It, I think it's a great thing. There are a lot of artists out there right now. I wish they had ghostwriters, but we'll talk about that on another show. I'm just saying. It's Rapfest Radio, but it's real talk. It's real talk. Real talk. A lot of garbage coming out. Yeah, so I wish, yeah, yeah. You're right. I was expecting saying some. I wish they had ghost writers, ghost producers, ghost artists, ghost drummers, ghost DJs. Just put a just, just put a ghost on stage. Ghost. Yeah. No. But I mean, shout out to everybody who's holding it down for the kingdom and doing their work. Please, you know, be accountable. Get somebody like Chatty has transformed to help him out and you know and, and guide him or at least be his coach. I and mean, we've heard we've heard stuff transformed has been on, and we know he won't attach his name to just any project that's out there. My DJ don't play my songs. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to, I wanted to mention that we only got like three minutes left, two minutes left. <laughs> but you kind of got a good hook up there, so you better you know take him out to dinner or whatever it takes. You know, we're not we're not saying payola type stuff here, but yo, that's hey. DJ Transform. He gets a lot of work. You know what though? I love that about him that he doesn't. We joke about it. I'm like, yo, bro, you don't play me. Like, what's up, man? You're like all over the world. You don't play me. You with KJ five two at six flags. You play my song, no. But um, <laughs> it makes sure that you stay on point. Cause then I know the day he does play my song, which he is. Um, it's hot stuff, so then I don't have to think. Oh, they 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 play me because they know me. I don't want that either. So I almost want him on this chair right now. That's why don't you play chatty music? I'll put you nah, on blast because of production. I told him before. Oh, you know it wasn't you know. It... So on the new album coming up, you're expecting to play a couple of tracks? Oh yeah, the the this this album definitely. In case you didn't hear him, DJ Transform has just confessed that the new amazing album coming out, he will play a couple of tracks. I got the sting. You heard it here first. That's good, man. What I want to do is, you know, end the show with maybe a little freestyle or something from your acapella piece. And we'll go out with a song. I think I have a song here to end with. Oh, yeah, the new King Kong. King Kong. Yeah, the King Kong. The Ella Mix. Featuring Sean Slaughter and Young Joshua just came out today. Today, yeah, man, yo, come on, man. You, I saw it, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I just heard it today. Uh, good stuff. But leave us with something, man. So this is off of the uh, title track, "Amazing," second verse. Go a little something like, uh, if they don't believe in that power, why they call your name when they need you? Could it be automatic reflexes because they so know we need Jesus? Doctor said your diseases can't be cured, but you can't believe it. Because deep down, your spirit know what in the sky is a healer. Where you get the will to keep fighting. We all know that we dying. Trying to live forever like the Bible say. Eternity is inside us. On a quest for gold like Midas because my benefactor, the king. Though we separate, I can't identify with no poverty. I need change. I am simply amazing, not I, but he that is I am. Everything that you need in life, get right when you in his plan. Don't fiend, no detox, set free with no rehab. Suicidal cutters, get new life in the blood that he shed. That's no joke, no hope like cancer. Time ticking on six months to live and we need answers. Mama raising these babies on her own, she broke and laid off. Fridge empty, ready to sell her body for some pampers.
And that's no Pulp Fiction, no Quentin need that Mel Gibson, that passion for that Christ risen. You living, you can still get it. Try it, you gon' buy it. But you keep walking by it, and you won't know the potential of your life up at its highest. I'm a witness to forgiveness and the mercy that he showed us. I done seen too much to not believe and know that love's his motive. So they can say it's bogus, but I gotta let them know my God is super califragilistic, expialidocious. Amazing. Amen. Amen. That's Chatty. The album comes out October 31st. Make sure you pick that up. Uh, Facebook.com slash Omar Garcia 516. We'll have all the details. Or you just go on iTunes and check for it. On Emmanuel Records at Live.com. Emmanuel Records at Live.com. You can email them there and, and check it out. Um, good stuff, man. I'm, I'm excited. Next week we have Isaiah Tate. Also goes by the name of Zay Doe. He is a rapper and artist. This year we've been doing a lot of different things. We've had DJs and we've had a couple graffiti artists. We had the Australian guys come by. We had DJ um, Breakbeat Lou. We have Robert Corso last week did a painting here live in yeah, the studio. You know, so we're doing a lot of stuff. Next week we have a combination and one guy, Isaiah Tate. He's an artist, painter and an artist, rapper, artist as well. So we're really excited to have him. We have Zeb Young coming up another day. Uh, uh, Runaway is going to be here. We have, They have a whole big uh, fundraiser event that's coming on and a bunch of things, bunch of things. Just keep it posted every Monday night here on RapFest Radio, RapFestRadio.com. We're going to leave you this, with this song by Descendants, you know, DJ Morph. Shout out to DJ Morph holding it down still. Uh, no offense, probably one of my favorite DJs, DJ Morph. I've known him for a long time. Definitely off the hook. Come on, put that down, man. Don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> DJ's getting gangsta up in here, yo. Uh, one of my favorite DJs, uh, DJ Morph. Uh, this song is called King Kong, the Ellen Mix, and it's featuring Sean Slaughter and Young Joshua here on Rapfest Radio, rapfestradio.com. This song just came out today, so if you haven't heard it, now you will. See you guys next week. Isaiah Tate in the building, Rapfest Radio, rapfestradio.com. You will learn us because we are out of control. Peace. See you guys next week.
machines of pain Be the demand, draw a line clean in the sand And then anyone across it Awkward, sorta lost it They play the results, not knowing what the cost is Dog, it's a tournament of champions The genre's sleeping as a whole Who slipped them an ambient The prince of the end, attacking like they're happening I serve the truth wrong, no chemical, no additive Spit a couple of scriptures, I see it rattles in the shop 316 says I'm home in the ambulance Oh, 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 oh.